Hello, Disruptors, and welcome back to another episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor with your host, Bennett Leon, and this is Ashley. Hey, guys. All right, so we have another really special episode for you today. Ashley, what are we going to be talking about? Well, of course, we're going to talk about the most recent presidential debate, um, which was surprisingly um, not as horrible as the first one. Yeah, Ashley and I had a little conversation before this, and we were talking about how well we thought that Trump and Biden did. Um, I know you mentioned that as well. So uh, let's go ahead and jump right into the video, uh, and then we'll comment on it after. Oh, before I start the video, I wanted to talk about one second. I wanted to talk about the choosing this video and a little how it was a little difficult to even get this video. One, because like when you type in YouTube on YouTube to like watch highlights of the presidential debates, like the first few ones are like the mainstream media outlet. So it's like MSNBC, um, CNN, like you name it, like the top big ones are there, Fox News, et cetera. Fox. Et cetera. Right. So I clicked on a few of them. I I watched through them all and it did not represent the mood of the actual debates themselves. It was not accurate in any way. Um, They made it. There is a really um, strong indication and inclination for the media um, to support Biden. And you'll see that not only in like what they choose to show you in these highlights, in those other videos, but this one took me a little while to find and I had to go to New Zealand Herald focus, you know? So like, this is an out of country media outlet that's actually giving a real representation of what happened. And I'm not trying to be biased here and say like, like just cause I'm, I tend to be liberal. Like I'm gonna like Biden, fuck Biden, you know? So like, whatever. So let's go ahead and just uh, watch the video now. But I just thought it was worth noting that um, it was not as easy as you would think to find uh, actual good video with the highlights. The greatest economy in the world in order to fight this horrible disease that came from China. It's a worldwide pandemic. It's all over the world. You see the spikes in Europe and many other places right now. Uh, if you notice, the mortality rate is down 85%. We have a vaccine that's coming. It's ready. It's going to be announced within weeks and it's going to be delivered. We have uh, Operation Warp Speed, which is the military is going to distribute the vaccine. I can tell you from personal experience that uh, I was in the hospital, I had it and I got better. And I will tell you that uh, I had something that they gave me, a therapeutic, I guess they would call it. Some people could say it was a cure, but uh, I was in for a short period of time and I got better very fast or I wouldn't be here tonight. And now they say I'm immune, whether it's four months or a lifetime, nobody's been able to say that, but I'm immune. 220,000 Americans dead. You hear nothing else I say tonight to this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I'm, I take no responsibility initially. Anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. We're in a situation where there are a thousand deaths a day now, a thousand deaths a day, and there are over 70,000 new cases per day. Compared to 
What's going on in Europe, as the New England Medical Journal said, they're starting from a very low rate. We're starting from a very high rate. The expectation is we'll have another 200,000 Americans dead between now and the end of the year. He did virtually nothing. And then he gets out of the hospital and he talks about, we're, this is, oh, don't worry, it's all going to be over soon. Come on. There's not another serious scientist in the world who thinks it's going to be over soon. President Trump, your reaction? I say over soon. I say we're learning to live with it. We have no choice. We can't lock ourselves up in a basement like Joe does. He has the, <laughs> he has the ability to lock himself up. I don't know. He's obviously made a lot of money someplace. He says that we're, uh, you know, we're learning to live with it. People are learning to die with it. You folks home will have an empty chair at the kitchen table this morning. That man or wife going to bed tonight and reaching over to try to touch their out of habit where their wife or husband was is gone. Learning to live with it. Come on. We're dying with it. And you say, I take no responsibility. Let me talk about your Excuse me, I take, full, I take full responsibility. It's not my fault that he came here. It's China's fault. And you know what? It's not Joe's fault that he came here either. It's China's fault. They kept it from going into the rest of China for the most part, but they didn't keep it from coming out to the world, including Europe and ourselves. People are losing their jobs. They're committing suicide. There's depression, alcohol, drugs at a level that nobody's ever seen before. There's abuse, tremendous abuse. We have to open our country. You know, I've said it often, the cure cannot be worse than the problem itself. And that's what's happening. And he wants to close down, he'll close down the country if one person in our, in our massive bureaucracy says we should close it down. And look at the states that are having such a spike in the coronavirus. They're the red states. They're the states in the Midwest. They're the states in the upper Midwest. That's where the spike is occurring significantly. But they're all Americans. They're all Americans. I get treated very badly by the IRS, very unfairly. But we had a deal all done. As soon as we're completed with the deal, I want to release it. But I have paid millions and millions of dollars. And I, it's worse than paying. I paid in advance. It's called prepaying your taxes. I paid in advance. Why did he he's been saying this for four years? Show us. Just show us. Stop playing around. You've been saying for four years you're going to release your taxes. Nobody knows, Mr. President. What they do know is you're not paying your taxes. I guarantee you, if I spent one million on you, Joe, I could find plenty wrong. Because right. the kind of things that you've done and the kind of monies that your family has taken, I mean, your brother made money in Iraq, Honey? millions of dollars. Your other brother made a fortune. And it's all through you, Joe. And they say you get some of it. He doesn't want to talk about the, the, the substance of issues. It's not about his family and my family. It's about your family. And your family's hurting badly. If you're making less than, if you're a middle-class family, you're getting hurt badly right now. That's a typical political statement. Let's get off this China thing. And then he looks, the family, around the table. I mean, <laughs> just a typical politician when I see that. Let's talk I'm about not North a typical Korea. politician. Okay. That's why I got elected. Now, I never had to tell my daughter if she's pulled over. Make sure she puts for a traffic stop, put both hands on top of the wheel and don't reach for the glove box because someone may shoot you. But a black parent, no matter how wealthy or how poor they are, has to teach their child when you're walking down the street, don't have a hoodie on when you go across the street, making sure that you, in fact, if you get pulled over, yes, yes, sir, no, sir, hands on top of the wheel. 
because you are in fact the victim, whether you're a person making 300,000, child of a $300,000 a year person or someone who's on, on, on food stamps. The fact of the matter is there is institutional racism in America. We've always constantly been moving the needle further and further to inclusion, not exclusion. This is the first president to come along and says, that's the end of that. We're not gonna do that anymore. Nobody has done more for the black community than Donald Trump. And if you look, with the exception of Abraham Lincoln, possible exception, but the exception of Abraham Lincoln, nobody has done what I've done. Criminal justice reform, Obama and Joe didn't do it. I don't even think they tried because they had no chance at doing it. But the first time I ever heard of Black Lives Matter, they were chanting pigs in a blanket, talking about police, pigs, pigs, talking about our police, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. I said, that's a horrible thing. As far as uh, my relationships with all people, I think I have great relationships with all people. I am the least racist person in this room. Oh, would you close down the other way? I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I would that's transition. A big it is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh, I see. Here's the deal. But that's a big statement. That. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time, over time. And I'd stop giving to the oil industry, I'd stop giving them federal subsidies. You won't give federal subsidies to the, to the gas, excuse me, to, the, to uh, solar and wind. Yeah. Why are we giving it to the oil industry? We actually do All give right. it to solar and wind. We and that's maybe the biggest question. statement in terms of business. That's the biggest statement. Okay. Because basically what he's saying question, is he is Mr. going President. to destroy the oil industry. We have to make a country totally successful as it was prior to the plague coming in from China. Now we're rebuilding it and we're doing record numbers, 11.4 million jobs in a short period of time, et cetera. But I will tell you, go back. Before the plague came in, just before, I was getting calls from people that were not normally people that would call me. They wanted to get together. We had the best black unemployment numbers in the history of our country, Hispanic, women, Asian, people with diplomas, with no diplomas, MIT graduates, number one in the class, everybody had the best numbers. And you know what? The other side wanted to get together. They wanted to unify. Success is going to bring us together. We are on the road to success, but I'm cutting taxes and he wants to raise everybody's taxes and he wants to put new regulations on everything. He will kill it. If he gets in, you will have a depression, the likes of which you've never seen. Your 401ks will go to hell and it'll be a very, very sad day for this country. I will say, I'm an American president. I represent all of you, whether you voted for me or against me. And I'm gonna make sure that you're represented. I'm gonna give you hope. We're gonna move. We're gonna choose science over fiction. We're gonna choose hope over fear. We're gonna choose to move forward because they have enormous opportunities enormous opportunities to make things better. We can grow this economy. We can deal with the systemic racism. And at the same time, we can make sure that our economy is being run and moved and motivated by clean energy, creating millions of new jobs. And that's the fact. That's what we're going to do. And I'm going to say, as I said at the beginning, what is on the ballot here is the character of this country, decency, honor, respect, treating people with dignity, making sure that everyone has an even chance. And I'm going to make sure you get that. You okay.
Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Literally, okay. So um, while we were watching that, I was kind of taking notes on the things that I thought were interesting and worth talking about. So one of the very first things they talked about was how Biden, um, Biden actually did a good job in, on, in the way that he hit Trump over his response to COVID, you know, because Trump did a really shitty job, you know, he didn't take advantage of the, the Defense Production Act, he didn't uh, react in a timely manner um, when it came to um, even closing our nation to other nations that were infected. Um, suggesting masks or whatever you know he would even suggest weird things like the disinfectant and like you know yeah I remember that completely misinformed clean inside of you with bleach some joke like that or something um but yeah so like uh, that's the kind of response that he had in the beginning as well you know like he didn't use some people not to wear masks as another example uh really quickly but I think that Biden did a really good job in uh, hitting him on that issue because that's a pretty effective way um, that I think most voters would agree uh, and him with. Um, uh, another thing that I thought was worth noting is like there was two cringeworthy moments that was in this video um, and I think that was uh, in the entire debate that Joe Biden um, basically goes for like an emotional appeal to the voters and people that are watching you know so those are the moments where he was like uh, and if you were watching, uh, you were watching us in the corner. Uh, I had, I, I don't, I think Ashley was laughing too, but uh, I was definitely uh, cracking up a bit um, when <laughs> I see Biden just uh, say that, like you know, like those moments where he's like, um, when you when you're lying in bed at night and when your partner who died from COVID, when you would touch the their side of the bed, like they're not there anymore. You have to remember this president is the one that killed them or some shit. Like, come on, man. Like, who gives it? Like, no one, no one is thinking that. You know, like. Well, and I think it was almost really interesting that Trump kind of called him out on that yes, too. You know. Yes. Like this is just a typical politician, like a regular, um, you know, I like I, I don't I don't want to say that Trump comes off as just like a regular guy, but he comes off more relatable, I think, when he calls him out on that kind of stuff, because it's like, dude, you're literally talking out of your ass. And the way that Biden is talking, like just like his tone of voice and stuff, it's just all sounds super like not genuine <laughs> exactly so like that's why that's uh what you see in this video that you really don't see in a lot of other videos is and uh, unless you watch the whole debate is like how well trump did on hitting him on hitting biden with like issues like uh our um liners like what did you do for the past 47 years like you were there in office as the vice president not even eight years ago and um like this you didn't do shit and he's super, super right. And he said that over and over again, you know? Um, and I think most voters can also agree with that as well. Another thing that I thought was really funny was that he said that, um, and I had, I've never heard of this before. And I don't, I would never think that a billionaire would be more than happy to prepay their taxes. <laughs> Trump apparently is prepaying tens of millions of dollars uh, in taxes to the American government. Uh, and it's supposedly not $750, which he alleges is the filing fee uh, for the taxes. So I think that's a ridiculous comment. Yeah, I, I 
I think that this debate in general was a lot better than the first one. I think Trump in particular did a lot better than I expected him to. Um, he definitely seemed to kind of hold his own. You know, he did call out Biden for a lot of the things that um, recently came up in the news with his family. And well, you know, of course, Hunter Biden and Burisma, that was a while ago. We had kind of heard about that, but he brought that up, of course. And then, you know, um, just some things that happened during his vice presidency, which I think was good. But one thing that I wish Biden and I wish that Democrats and a lot of just politicians in general would bring up more is that like, even if Biden was uh, um, receiving money or benefits from his son working in or from foreign, you know, governments and stuff um, because of his son or his son getting this money and him benefiting from it. Um, Trump has literally not given up any of his businesses since being president. And that is not something that is normal. And it's actually not normal because it's not constitutional. <laughs> um, like <laughs> back in the emoluments clause. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that's really interesting. And I know that a lot of people say, oh, well, President Trump isn't taking the, the salary for a president. And okay, well, that's cool, but he should be taking that salary and he should not be benefiting from all of these other businesses. Like, I don't care that he's not taking that. He should be taking that and not getting all this other money. You know, like that's the whole point of, show, of showing transparency and like knowing that there's no such corruption going on be with foreign governments because he does have hotels and casinos and like, all these businesses in other countries it's not just like it's here um so i wish that biden would have brought that up when trump was calling him out for getting foreign money i mean he brought up putin and stuff but i think that that's such like a low blow because that's something that people have already been talking about and i think that like when people compare trump to putin sure their friendship is definitely really sketchy and that's like something to be concerned about. But I don't think that Trump is like a, this dictator type person like Putin, you know? And I think that that's just like a fear mongering tactic that a lot of Democrats use about getting Trump out of office. And don't get me wrong, I don't want Trump to be president again, but I don't think that that was, I think you should just like bring up like, what is he like legally doing wrong? You know, like <laughs> he wants to be reelected because he's going to get criminal charges filed against him if he's not president like <laughs> you're expecting too much of them actually you expect them until uh, you know uh, which is never gonna happen i'm just expecting better strategy <laughs> you know what what the hey what uh, the hey um another thing that i thought was interesting that you kind of touched on a little bit but i i wanted to um make a point about it is that um the fact that Biden, uh, Trump said earlier on in the debate that Biden makes money off of the deals that, uh, that his sons are. His son. So he's making, if he's, if that's true and he's making money off that shit, then he would be, uh, I mean, not, to, not only a hypocrite, uh, for literally calling Trump that, like, not even like a minute before, uh, like Trump coming back at him with that, but, um, it makes him look stupid and sketchy, um, you know? So, and that's, that's the whole part. Like, I just wanted to make, I wanted to make a point about it because like Democrats oftentimes get away with little things like this. They, um, they're oftentimes allowed to, uh, only because they're high under, under the Democrat flag, flying under the Democratic flag that 
they can get away with um, illegal bribery, uh, extortion, payments like that. Um, and just it's literally just because of his last name. And he, Biden actually bragged about um, firing the special prosecutor that was looking into bringing charges, filing charges against Burisma, which is the company that Hunter Biden worked for. So Biden, Joe Biden, bragged about getting that prosecutor fired for his son's company, despite his son not having any experience in the energy and the energy industry and being paid uh, a, a salary of over $100,000 a month, uh, just for his last name being Biden, his political connections. I mean, they paid off, you know, I'm sure they got way more than the 100,000 uh, back to them, you know? So I, I really wanted to make a point about that because it's super, super important, the transparency and the hypocrisy that Joe Biden um, doesn't show for everybody, but you have to like kind of uh, pay attention to the detail. Okay. What are you going to say? Anything? I look at your. No. <laughs> okay, cool. No, no. And what do you think about Trump saying that um, he's the best president for Black people since Lincoln? He <laughs> has said that so many about. times. And I like that he, he, I've almost every time he also adds that word in there, possibly. Like, like there's even a possibility that he's first, but he's the best, even on uh, higher than Lincoln. And it's like, um, there's literally a movement going on right now about institutional racism in this country. And President Lincoln signed the 13th Amendment. Like, what the? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I just, that, it's so funny. But he says that all the time. Yeah, he does. Um, and I find it super fascinating because, like, in his mind, he's doing everything right for Black people, or at least he's, <laughs> he believes his own lies or some shit. I don't, I don't know how to explain that psychology um but he won't condemn white supremacy how is he doing anything good for the black community <laughs> but as you said like i knew you were 100% right to bring up blm right away because this is happening and happened under his watch under his presidency you know like this civil unrest erupted under him and what did he, how did he respond to it he responded to it uh by doubling down on uh, blue lives matter on saying that there are very fine people on both sides. By uh, deploying the military to states. And then not to mention in the first debate, he said uh, when they were talking about the Proud Boys, uh, he said um, about them, stand- uh, Stand back and stand by. Yeah, stand back and stand by. Uh, like, what the fuck? Like, so like, those are that's the real Donald Trump you know like he and then he, later on and then in this debate too he goes on to mention how he's the least racist person in the room despite not being able to see anyone in the audience is such a political like ploy uh and it, it's it's ridiculous it's ridiculous um and I think there's um not many people remember this but Michael Cohen uh during his um hearings in Congress he told a story about how Trump and well, he was in a car ride with Trump that, um, and for those of you that don't know this, uh, Michael Cohen was uh, Trump's lawyer for a really long time, like like two decades, I think. Um, uh, but anyways, so the story goes like he was in a star, he was in a car with Trump and they were in Chicago, like going through like the South side or something like that. And Trump made a comment like, uh, 
only black people could live like this. That's what he said, yeah. So um, like to me, to hear Michael Cohen say that about him, like of course, like a lot of people, Republicans will say that Michael Cohen is a liar or whatever. But I mean, that testimony and the way he's, he told that story made it seem super true. And it, I mean, mm-hmm. I personally, I, I believe it. Um, it sounds like something that this dude would say. And some people argue he said that before he ran for president. And that might be a valid argument for some. But to me, that says that is who he really is. That mm-hmm. is the foundation of his moral and not to mention racist character. Um, but yeah, that's on top of tons of evidence over the years for like his racist um, ideology and like leanings, but yeah. Well, and it really just shows how out of touch he is with the average American, which I know that I've said a lot of times about um, politicians in general, but especially Trump. I mean, like Trump had been receiving an annual salary from his dad since he was like in single digits, right? Like nine years old or something. So like he doesn't understand anything that has to do with struggle (laughs) um so i i think that like and that's for tax purposes too like uh you know i was into real estate for a while so like i i learned this because of them that a lot of real estate people will um or people that get taxed a lot they will pay their um their children um a salary so that they can like it's a tax write-off yeah, yeah. yeah it comes as a tax not necessarily a tax write-off but it gets like it's the money that's basically theirs anyways it gets put in that kind of like a little kid as like a form of payment you know that's so basically keeping it for them yeah, even more so i mean and that just if they have more kids they get to do that more and more so i mean that's just one of the ways i just wanted to point that out that that's probably why he got paid so much when he was a little kid because his dad was probably hoarding the cash, hiding it from taxes, <laughs> tax evasion. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's that's like a, a typical, I think that's actually, it is exactly why he did it. I've read that before. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Well, I think it's a great uh, spot to wrap up. Um, uh, yeah. So um, anything else you want to mention about the debates at all no no just um i'm gonna do my little voting spiel so it is voting season it's getting so close oh my god so if you have not voted which um a lot of millions of millions of americans have already voted which is super awesome i'm so excited to hear that but if you have not voted yet or if you have and and if you have any questions about voting on what your ballot's gonna look like there are tons of states that have new referendums and proposals on their ballots so definitely read up on those too and read up on the judges for real um those are (laughs) we want good judges too um for criminal justice reform and whatnot um so anyways rockthevote.org you can go to and um they will have everything about your voting location um, and what's on your ballot. Also Ballotpedia is really cool. Um, They like really break everything down exactly what's on your ballot and what it all means. And they have links to the websites and stuff too. Um, So yeah, don't forget to vote guys, November 3rd. Yep, absolutely. Or earlier. Yeah, there we go, or before that. (laughs) Um, And where can they find us on social media too? Oh yeah, duh, okay. I'm just so excited about voting. So you can find us on uh, 
excuse me, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, which is probably our largest following, I think probably Facebook. Um, and then we are on all different uh, podcast platforms. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Um, if it's a podcast app, we are probably on it. There you go. Uh, so uh, we'll just leave it at that. Thanks again for tuning into this episode. Ashley and I will catch you on the next one. Thanks, Mr. Bye, guys.